and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. She sounds so cheery <laughs> the week that she's out of school, and it's clearly <laughs> summer break, and it's like, this also is the Megan. a giant brownie yeah, that's cheesecake true. We just 30 minutes we ago. We just uh, so. <laughs> finished up a birthday lunch. It's Megan's birthday week, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually tomorrow, but okay. we're celebrating. It's just an all-week-long celebration, really. You know, as and all so birthdays should be. We went out to Frosty Sweet for a br- birthday lunch today, and she ordered the tall, dark, and handsome cheesecake <laughs> at the very end. And uh, Luis came out. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if only. Yeah, if only. <laughs> She got this monstrosity of a dessert, and good for her, and she deserves it, and it was amazing. And we all, yep. she she got a bunch of different forks. We yep. all took bites, yep. and uh, so there we are all on a little bit of a sugar eye. In fact, yeah. I think the second half of this podcast is going to suck because we're going to be in a coma. But the first half is going to be like, am I am I listening to this on yeah. double speed? What is happening here? Well, you talk notoriously fast anyway. I know. I can't even so. imagine what this is going to be like. <laughs> can't even imagine. So. Uh, yes, yeah. we are so excited that 34 years ago today, your mom was two, oh, just over two weeks past due yep. and screaming at her doctor to say, get this thing out My of me. My mom doesn't really scream at anyone, so well, I doubt that I, was what was happening. Two weeks after your due date, I'm sure she was having, She's not, like, she was not mincing words. Well, yeah, I'm sure there was, I mean, I'm sure there was like, okay, this is happening tomorrow. Yes. So, yeah, excited. I was evicted. Evicted. To say the least. And I literally, I just said your age over the over this podcast. Should we have Andrew edit that out? I don't out? care. Okay. I'm All 34. Right. Years young. <laughs> so that's good. That's exciting. As my mother would say, better than the alternative. You had a birthday so. lunch today. You've got birthday mm-hmm. dinner with the family tomorrow. Yep. And you're going camping with a bunch of friends this weekend. Um. Well, next Monday. So a week next from Next Monday. Today. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So soon. So yeah. life's good. Yeah, And life you're is out of good. school. and Out of school. And living the dream. Living the enjoying dream. Enjoying this heat. Yeah, staying in my apartment with yeah. the air conditioner on. And you're going to get a chance to see Megan on her birthday week. True. Uh, because of Friday night's trivia night. More about that in a little bit. But, <laughs> man, this is just a, a fun-packed week for you. I'm, I just I, I know. O- overjoyed. It's, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> overjoyed. <laughs> we uh, we went camping this weekend. I heard. Yeah. Thir- we snuck out of town and went to Fishhook. And, uh, Sent the oldest off to middle school camp. Middle, and we're yeah, like, let's take the little ones away, too. Gone. And... I had been to Fishhook previously, but only for the they have like a day use camp mm-hmm. section, and that's okay. Uh, and that's the only part that I remembered. So when some other friends of us, ours, like six months ago, said, "Hey, we should go camping this year," sure, they put it together and they said we're going to go to Fishhook. We were like, "Oh, okay," you know. <laughs> and we went. It was awesome. Like yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of like one of those like fishing holes that you don't want to tell everybody about. Okay, but you know, but here you are I, on I think a podcast. There's like telling five people that listen to this podcast, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> Um, but it was awesome. Like it was, the campground was great. It had a bathrooms that worked nice and showers that were like not awful. Nice. And a decent swinger where we were at. And the best part about it was tons of trees and tons of shade everywhere. Cause it was, it was bloody hot. Yeah. So it was nice to be. Do you tent camp? Um, so my parents upgraded their RV Uh last year and they gave us that little hand me down of a pop-up tent trailer. Okay. So it's somewhere between. Sleeping on the ground and sleeping in an RV. Yep. It's like middle of the road between yep. that. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually all, it's all of, it's it's really nice to get off the ground and, but not, I'm like not, it's, you, you see some of those RVs and you wonder, you're not even camping. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> this is still very, very camping. Yeah. But, um, but I sleep better. So nice. that's good. Nice. Yeah. And the kids did awesome. Great. They were great. Clive 
like they all just got tired out, man. They're just out in the sun all day long. Yeah, and in the out water, in nature and running and yeah. They didn't touch a screen the entire time they were nice. there. So good. Um, we did s'mores at night and campfire time. I just, I could stare into a campfire for hours. It's pretty mesmerizing. I don't know what it is about it, but like that's a, that's fun enough for me. Like, yeah. And I know we have a fire pit in our backyard. I could go do the same thing, but <laughs> it's, not it's exactly different. The same. It's yeah. different with like the coals yeah. and <laughs> I got to like keep this thing up and I don't know. It was a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah. It was good times. And then we drove back Saturday and then, uh, yeah, church on Sunday and all the good stuff. So, nice. Very fun. It was fun. How did you spend your weekend? Um, I took naps and watched Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, you, you didn't tell me it was Next Generation. Yeah. It's Netflix. that I said, has anybody watched anything interesting recently? And she said, well, Star Trek is on Netflix. Yeah, all the old. See, but there's older Star Trek than that. No, okay, yeah. So not not original. Okay. Not like William Shatner. Yeah. But Star Trek, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, all the 90s Star Treks yeah. are on okay, Netflix. Okay, TNG was by far the best version that I knew of with uh-huh. Star Trek. And I didn't so much watch the show as I much. There was like this card game that used okay. to collect cards, kind of like a Magic the Gathering or whatever, but it was for Star Trek. Uh-huh. And I remember me and a couple of friends really got into that like for a, like two summers. And I had tons of cards and, you know, all the kind of yeah. stuff. So I definitely, because I started at season one, episode one. Like, we used to watch it. I watched it growing up. It was one of our family shows. So. There's a bunch of famous people who were on that show. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Patrick Stewart is the main character. Yeah, but, I'm, but like, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, people. I think, yeah. has a Goldberg's arc in for it. a while. Um, uh, 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 Kelsey Grammer is oh, in it. I don't remember that part. He Well, you're probably not up to that no, season. No, we're not yet. up to that season yet. But, but he, he definitely is in that. Um, and, like... Um, Shoot, what's his name? Um, he's on Big Bang all the time. Will Will Wheaton. Don't know who that is. Oh, not Will Wheaton. What's his name? Yeah, I think it's Will Wheaton. Anyway, he plays um, he plays one of the kids. He plays like the it's like a boy genius kid in the first season. But yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. There have already been a couple episodes that I was like, huh, I didn't really get that when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that, right went, by that went over my head. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but it's been fun to rewatch it. And I watched the first episode and I was like, wow, the quality is not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah. But after that, you kind of get back into the story and you kind of overlook the not great quality of yeah. technology and like makeup. Are they half hour that. episodes? They are. No, right? they're they're hour, they're like 45 hour? minutes. Okay. Because most of them were made for TV. So you get the like, you do get the like break. And yeah. then it like goes back two seconds for what you just watched. So like watching it on Netflix, sometimes you're like, oh, we just watched that. Right. Um, right. But so they're like 45 minutes, most of them. Yeah. yeah. And that went for how many seasons? Do you know? A lot. Yeah, a lot. I don't, I think there's, was there eight? Uh, eight or 10. I think something like that. Yeah. Which was, which at the time was one of the longest running shows. So. Yeah. I just keep th- thinking about how each of those episodes was, for the most part, open and close yes. each one. There well, wasn't a lot and of- and I was looking, each season has like 25 episodes, which they don't do that anymore. Yeah, no way. Um, And so, like, eight, eight seasons is a lot of episodes because each one has like 25, so- yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. Man, look at these. Oh, wow. On Wikipedia, you go <laughs> and you look at- them their faces yeah. now and you're like oh my goodness that was a long time ago, yeah it was it? a long time although ago. patrick stewart looks the exact same I, that's right because he what a freaking is time lord like, yep how does that a wizard work? like <laughs> professor x is just absolutely uh, crushing yeah 
Oh, and like um, LeVar Burton is in it. He plays Jordy LaForge. Yeah. What do you know him best from? Well, I know him best from Star Trek, but also like Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow is yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know him best from Star Trek, um, but yeah. It's, it is taking forever to load here. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. But it's been fun. I've uh, enjoyed seven it. Seven seasons. It okay. Was, it was okay. seven seasons I was long. close. Yeah, and that's not bad. Um, but but there's 25 episodes for each of those seven seasons. So it's a lot of content, even though it's only like seven seasons. The uh, Why was it canceled? Uh, people ask. In the end, the next generation received an early cancellation, not because of diminished viewership, but because of Paramount's plans to bring the Star Trek franchise back to the big screen. Yeah. So we're going to cancel these. We're going to start making movies about it, which I do remember going. Yeah. So they made the a couple of next generation movies. And watching like a Borg one for yeah, some reason. But I don't, I, I feel like they didn't do as well as they thought because right, not very long after that they came out with deep space nine right which was like the next version and then after deep space nine was voyager which like i love next generation but voyager is probably my next favorite of the like 90s star yeah, trek this we're losing people here i know <laughs> i know this is bad but um nerdy the nerdy bojan family yeah. you're welcome everyone i'm trying to think there was some other ashley judd Oh, she had it. Was thing? in here. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, there's a lot of really famous people, and like younger, like did younger things, like had an episode or whatever when they were younger of the stuff they would do. But it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. It's been like a fun throwback. Kind of remember those things. So yeah, yeah, that's Good. what I did that's this fun. weekend. That's exciting. Well, <laughs> now we've got stuff to watch on, you know, and, and make things happen. So. <laughs> We, uh, uh, we also kicked off a new series on Sunday. We sure did. Called About That, a series on sex, uh, sexual ethics specifically. Um, per the request of Megan, actually, individually, um, we all put, we had a little suggestion a box jerk. in the office <laughs> with a little pieces of paper. And I just said, hey, if you could just anonymously put it in. And she put a series on sexual ethics in there. But then she also signed her name to it, which also said, you don't understand how anonymous suggestion boxes works. <laughs> So I said, all right, Megan, I'll, I'll give, let's do it. And uh, so this is, if, if you didn't like it, it's, you can blame her kind of, is kind of how that works. But uh, no, it was, it's, uh, it's good. It's a, it's a topic I think is an important one. I think that Paul, the thing that got me over and over again was I kept, we're doing a Bible study thing with these guys in the mornings on Wednesdays and we're going through like, uh, it was a bunch of different um, like history and background on each of the Pauline letters. And every time I, I would read, there would be like this stuff on sexual ethics in Thessalonians and Corinthians and Galatians and, you know, Ephesians specifically too. And you're just like, man, it just keeps showing up everywhere. It's almost as if like this is a common problem for just people. Like if you're talking about people, then this has got to be something that, you know, it gets talked about. And so we figured uh, we would do a little little bit of a series on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those ones. I felt the thing that I liked the most about it is – I found myself as I'm preparing for this seeing the faces of people represented in our church Mm -hmm. and trying to speak diversely about this topic Mm -hmm. to people who, uh, uh, identify, uh, you know, sexually uh, or or sexual preferences differently or, Mm -hmm. um, are, are single or recently single or never married or just married or Mm -hmm. have been married forever or so many different things that it's really, it can be a really trying, like if you're, if you didn't do it with specific people in mind, you might couch yourself into kind of whatever you're comfortable with. And so this is just a, uh, a series about sex and, and why, you know, uh, if you're married, you should have a ton of it or something like that. Right. <laughs> and then that can obviously be so exclusive mm-hmm. and, and such, so, so narrow sided. And so 
I felt like even in the preparation and then also as I'm watching people walk through the door on Sunday, I'm just going, man, I hope this is good enough. I hope this really does like provide some sort of useful, tangible value because, you know, there's so many different rabbit holes that you could go down to and maybe we'll go down a few of them even in in this podcast because that's what this podcast is for. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that, um, you know, ignoring it's not really a, a great option. And so, um, yeah, I did a bunch of preface work uh, and really week one of series is always preface work. Uh, but then that that piece about revelation at the end, um, I, I, I was looking forward to it because I really feel like it's it's almost out of left field. And it's like, no, I don't think anybody's ever going to talk about that portion of revelation or reading that as a sexual thing. But mm-hmm. the caricatures used and the idea that people to try and communicate truths will come up with very um, epic, bizarre scenarios to try and illustrate truth. I think that that is what uh, Margaret Atwood is doing when she writes Mm -hmm. uh, The Handmaid's Tale, the original one, which I know some of you guys are watching, what Kylie and I are watching as well. Um, It's epic. It's bizarre. It's out there because she's trying to – I mean, she was a feminist who's trying to communicate, listen, if we just go down this road and left unchecked, this is what – this is a potential – uh, thing that it could it could lead to or whatever you know, mm-hmm. and and it's a caution and it's not it's not predictive, but it's like, hey, this is let's use our imagination here, yeah, and see what this could look like. And I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just read a, a book this last week, and I'm talking way too much. I'm going to let you go here in just a second because no. you're almost there. You're fine. <laughs> I read a book called Clara and the Sun this last okay. week by Kashu uh, Ishigawa, I think is what his name is, um, and I don't have it with me, so I can't exactly quote it, but. Um, uh, it was uh, it was a novel that I had seen somebody else write a little summary about, and it's about this robot AF artificial friend, basically that in the future you could you know for kids who are socially awkward, let's buy a robot that is their friend at least to get them through a spell. It's not forever, but for getting them in through the awkward ages of of junior high or something like that. And then it comes into you know the questions of of what does it mean to love and artificial friendships and. I don't know. It was an interesting take and you read it and it's kind of dystopic, dystopic, whatever. Um, I think dystopic. Dystopic. But it does challenge then the reality in the present for you as well, which I think is important. So, yeah, which is I think there's a C.S. Lewis quote my mom says like um, about like why you write about monsters or something like that. And like kids or why you would write about monsters in a kid's story. Um, like kids don't need to be told that monsters exist. Kids already believe that monsters exist, right? We're not necessarily like a monster, like a physical, tangible monster, but kids already know that there's like fear and evil and those things in the world. They need to know that it can be defeated. And so you write fairy tales and you make exaggerations so that we can personify these intangible evils or these intangible things that are hurtful and harmful to us so that we can f- imagine a way into defeating that. Yep. And so that's like, that's the, that's why we tell stories to kids. That's why we have fables. That's why we have myths. Um, and that's why people use hyperbole and illustration to make a point because then it lets you personify this thing that is perhaps insidious. Um, and then once something is solid and real and out there, you can figure out how to move around it and move through it and, and potentially defeat it if need be. So, yep. And I think that that's what this, I think that's what the uh, author of Revelation is trying to do in, in terms of you lived in a world where even that long ago, sex was transactional. It was cheap. It was easy. It was, um, 
usually beneficial for certain people and not beneficial for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was weaponized. It was used as a weapon as well. It like weaponized. Yeah. It was, uh, there was tons of, uh, of shame involved in it. Um, it was not even by modern standards, like a healthy, <laughs> healthy sexuality. I, nobody, nobody reads Roman history and goes, you know what? They had it right. You know, yeah. the one area they crushed it in <laughs> sexuality. Yeah. I mean, it was an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. And so it's no, it's no wonder that Paul saw this as an opportunity for, uh, Evangelion or good news. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Hey guys, there's a different way to do this in, in the same way that, you know, commerce and like he would talk about greed and envy and all that kind of stuff. It's it's broken. You, if if everything's just instrumental for your own personal happiness, if the pursuit of pleasure is always there, and, and and people are just things to be walked on. Like, no, you love one another. You figure that out. That's a, you'll find out that that's a better way to do it. That sh- mm-hmm. that will eventually reveal itself as good news. And I think that that can be true. And I think that that's tough to hear sometimes because in our in our culture, like freedom from sexuality is or fr- freedom from sexual ethics or the freedom to be able to do what I want when I want with who I want or whatever is kind of the goal uh, or or the supposed goal. And I, I think that Paul's response, like we said in that, I think it was the Corinthians one, right? I can do everything. Yeah, but not everything is definitely beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that you can't, but like if, if you've gone down that road, you know, you've tried that and you've had these certain standards or whatever. And then all of a sudden you go, maybe, maybe I keep thinking that he was the problem or that she was the problem, but maybe it's in the way that I'm, maybe my approach is completely wrong. Right. And are are we quiet enough and are we settled enough to be able to digest that and see that that's tough. Yeah. And I think like our sexuality is such an intrinsic part of ourselves. So when we devalue that we're devaluing ourselves. And so how do you, like, how do you walk that road? And continue to value, like place high value on who you are. Hundred percent. And so, like part of part of his message is also like you when you use that as a transaction or when you use that as a weapon, you are devaluing who you are. Mm-hmm. And Christ says, "No, you're worth more." Yeah, yeah. And in like a Victorian era, it was like let's not talk about any of this. Let's mm-hmm. hide all of it, right? And then what we're doing is almost providing like a shame to it, even mm-hmm. in its most beautiful aspect, even in the spot that it's supposed to be as Eugene Peterson writes in that quote, a way that we discover more about us and who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, we are, we are experimenting with the physical to determine something spiritual about us. Like even in our sexuality, God made this piece of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful when it's done correctly. And so let's, let's not sweep it under a rug, not talk about it. You know, um, but let's also, yeah. and that's another way it's weaponized, which then makes it not good anymore. Like the church has definitely weaponized the shame around sex, yeah, which makes it not good either. Like there's there, that's not good news either. And when you're used that way, it, I think it diminishes from God as well. Like yeah. when you take that piece from someone and make it shameful, mm-hmm. you are devaluing that person as well. And so like, there's that piece of it too, of like, how do we, cause there's so much history and like feelings and opinions and hurt surrounding this topic when you're talking about it in a church. And so how do you also navigate that treacherous road mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about it? So kudos to you for walking down that path. Now. We'll see. <laughs> uh, here's what I know, like hopefully humble enough to realize 
it's just coming at you from a cisgendered white, like married male, right? So it's going to be like- Who was married young, like- Who's married young, <laughs> exactly. Like didn't do uh, a bunch of swipe right, swipe left. I mean, didn't any of that, right? So it it is like, part of it is, here's what I can offer you. I can offer you, here's what I know I can offer you. A look at what Paul's writings meant to these people in the context of their time. Right. But I'm not a I'm not a sex psychologist. I'm not here to be like, and here's seven reasons why you need to do this this way. Like I mentioned a couple of years ago, I'm not a great life coach. I don't know how to do that. But I can tell you I like studying this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and communicating it and then hopefully allowing you the freedom to use your either rational you know, your rational mind and or the whole and plus or the Holy Spirit in your life to kind of guide you in your own personal yeah. convictions of this thing. Um, but you know. That's that's about the extent at which. Yeah, and hopefully you don't <laughs> walk away feeling like shamed, right? No, like it's not about that. Yeah, right. So, exactly. Yeah. So we've got a we got a road ahead of us. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> I'm excited. I think there's yeah. some really great stuff um, that we're going to talk about uh, the uniting power of sex, which I think is what we're going to talk about in this week, and then uh, w- sometimes the self deception uh, that comes along with our sexuality in I think week three or week four. So, and anyway, I don't have it all quite lined out yet, but I know somewhat directions that I'm going. And it's been interesting to have all these books lying around my house, as I mentioned last week in the podcast. <laughs> I take them camping this week. Oh, really? Yeah, with with some people that I like, I know, but some people I definitely don't know. And then here's weirdo Brent sitting over there in a seat in hundred degree weather reading, reading a book about sexuality. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like the purpose what's the title of the book? I don't even have it in front of me, but like the the purpose of sex in in Roman something or other. And I'm sure they're just like, what? Who is this guy? So weird. Uh, uh, different funny. strokes for different folks, I guess. But. All right, anything else to sit out to you? Um, I think the other thing I was thinking about was the you were talking about the nuance, like um that things aren't black and white anymore. Things are about what was your word? Ooh, refresh me. I don't remember. Uh, I'm not, I got my notes right here. Um, they're about the beautiful. Um, oh yeah, the aesthetic. The aesthetic. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was thinking about um, like that beauty, the like beauty of humanness. Yeah. And like the the messy beauty that is humanness, mm-hmm. and how when like I feel like sexuality, in a sense, like really dives deep into that, like messy beauty part of humanness and so when we make it black and white we ruin we ruin that um that like beautiful depth that is part of who we are so 100 percent. i love that quote because i think it applies uh i I don't even know if the original quote was in the context of sexual like a a vision for sexuality Mm -hmm. as as opposed to just like hey most people don't care what's right or wrong or good or wrong or bad right now it's like what works and what doesn't work what's tasteful and distasteful i want to sign up for that i'll vote for those those kind of people or mm-hmm. those kind of candidates mm-hmm. um or uh that's the way i want to live my life or have my kids think about um so it's absolutely true if if you're so focused on being right versus being wrong and and, and nothing is there about yeah but is it beautiful does it mean anything to me like mm-hmm. is there anything there that's more than just practical i've heard your practical things um, I think I'm beyond that a little bit. I need it to be like a, a vision that calls me to something greater, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the goal. That's what I hope. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. That was the other part I touched on. So great. All right. Let's yeah. jump into our something interesting. Let's do How it. about that? 
All right. Uh, you open, so I I'll did. go first. Yep. Uh, we played a game, an outdoor game. If you're looking for a good outdoor fun yard game this year. Oh, yeah, you were telling us about it. Um, it's called CrossNet, and it's like volleyball meets Foursquare. And it actually sounds awesome. It's it's actually very <laughs> cool. It's probably like a 10 by 10 or 8 by 8 square uh, that has a cross section in between, like a, a plus sign. Think of, a, think of a volleyball net in the shape of a plus sign. Mm-hmm. And How then, long did it take you to put that up? You know, it did take a little while to set up. <laughs> Once it's up, though, here's the beauty of it. If I put it, we put we played this last night with some friends. Um, if I put up a volleyball net, then what happens is Ryan, because I played with Ryan, Philip, mm-hmm. and I and our families. Ryan and Philip and I dominate the game because mm-hmm. we're taller than everybody else, stronger than everybody else, and our kids more competitive. Are, and, our, and we're more competitive. <laughs> and Let's our real, kids, what the real our reason kids is. are not having any fun, right? And they're probably yeah. not even getting the ball hit to them because yeah. Ryan's probably jumping over and diving in front of them, yeah. protecting them from the ball. <laughs> Um, cause he's a jerk, Protecting right? Protecting them from yeah, the ball. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> this one, you each have your own square, so there's no crossing over. If it comes in your square, it's your ball. And, uh, our kids genuinely, it like lowers the bar of entry to be like, they could play and they genuinely got points and we would not get some. Although sometimes. to be fair, like Ryan's oldest, like legit is like oh, she's good at volleyball. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Leah's the exception. She's, yeah. she's up there with us. So that's yeah. not, that's, I'm not saying that, but like. Uh, like Mike, like Grayson and, mm-hmm. and Jovi. I'm like, like they could still participate. You have a line, it goes fast. It's a really, really fun game. We borrowed it from a friend, so I don't even know where you get it. I'm sure you Google CrossNet and you could find it. Yeah. But if you're looking for, and and it doesn't require a huge yard. Like I feel, vo- oh, okay. I feel like volleyball, mm-hmm. you got to have like a pretty big yard to pull that off. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know if we could do it, but um, but CrossNet we could do in our backyard, no question. So cool. if you like spike ball yeah. and like that kind of short, like quick setup, get a lot of people in and do that. Then maybe check out CrossNet because that sounds cool. awesome. Yeah, and it was uh yeah. Mm, I'm not gonna tell that story. Go ahead. You're next. <laughs> some person Post podcast. Some person <laughs> got hit in the head with a ball last night, <laughs> thrown by somebody who had just gotten out, and that somebody who had just gotten out was a touch older than the other person. <laughs> There's a question of was that intentional or was that they didn't see the ball coming? We'll just let it slide. <laughs> the fact that I'm bringing it up, you can tell it's not me. So. <laughs> It's pretty great. Pretty great. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so mine is I learned about elephant trunks the other day. Um, apparently, there are some scientists who are have been studying how elephants use like air pressure to um, like manipulate things with their trunks in order to potentially translate that to like robotics. Um, so we know a lot about how like marine creatures use like jet propulsion and those kinds of things with water but elephants manipulate air inside their trunk in order to be able to do specific things so for instance they will like use their trunk to push things away from them or to like vacuum things towards them so like if you give them like a tortilla chip like a little bit away they don't like reach for it they just like vacuum suck, suck it up yeah. until it touches their trunk and then they eat it um and also they can like expand the um, diameter of their trunk in order to fill it with more water than they should be able to. So like normally the amount of space they would have inside their trunk wouldn't hold that much water, but they can like breathe in and then like expand, use air pressure to like make their trunk have a higher water capacity. And I think it was, how much was it? Oh, I think it's, sorry. Let me find it. Um, 
the trunk in 1.5 seconds, the trunk sucked up 3.7 liters. That's a lot. Yeah, which yeah. is the equivalent to 20, to- 20 toilet flushing. 20 <laughs> toilets flushing simultaneously. There we go. I can read. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of cool. I was like, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, that's, that is fascinating. Yeah. Um, I will roll that and transition that into <laughs> one of elephants have to do with one of the questions that is going to be in oh. play on Friday nights. Fascinating. Night. I didn't even know. You didn't even know. I mean, Tyler I don't get to play, but because I'm hosting. So but that is the hint that I'll give you as a nice. kudos for listening to this podcast. There you is go, everyone. You may want to know about elephants. About elephants and specifically. <laughs> Birthing elephants. Oh, birth. Okay. Okay. I'll leave it there. That's the last. It's the only <laughs> clue you're getting. But Friday night, underneath uh, the stars. Uh, this is our. This is our big. This is like a, we're only doing a couple of things this summer yep. because you know we're all just kind of recovering from pandemic and and figuring that out. We're going to do church every weekend as normal. But, um, but yeah, we're doing three out, outdoor back alley events, and the first one's this Friday. And Megan and Kylie are hosting trivia. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some food. We're going to have some adult beverages. We're going to have like some string lights and some live music. It's yep. going to be fantastic. Yeah. It's a free event. Now, we are raising money for Moe's Place yes, that night. Are. And so there's going to be a table uh, out there with them kind of having some literature as well as a chance for you to donate and whatever you think you'd pay to, to go play, you know, uh, normal trivia night somewhere else. Um, and we're going to win some prizes. It's going to be just a, a lot of fun. So yeah. plan on coming out Friday night, 8 yes. o'clock. Is Wear the your time coolest frame. clothing apparel. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, pretty hot that day. <laughs> so here's what we do know. Here's what we, well, here's what we think. We think it's relatively shaded back there by 8 <laughs> o'clock. Yeah. We know that sunset is like 930. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's still going to be warm, but at least you're not going to be burning in the sun. We are planning on renting a mister per Megan's request. <laughs> um, and so we're, we're making do with that. If you're interested in coming out, uh, you can let us know by signing up on the Marketplace page. That's the best way to do it. Uh, we're doing teams of up to six people per trivia mm-hmm. team. You can't sign up your team on the Marketplace. No, just sign up yourself. Just and then we'll just yourself. assume that you're bringing your friends yep. and then and mm-hmm. then good to go. Um, and then bring an ID if you're interested in some adult beverages yep. uh, provided by Moniker Bar. And uh, it's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Super we're doing fun. This one in uh, so trivia night in June. We're doing comedy night in July, and a like a live music concert in August. So it's gonna be great. So much fun to do, and we're working on also doing some childcare options too. We'll, we'll let you know if that comes together, but we're we're trying to get that light located in into the uh, into one of the kids theaters so that your kids have somewhere to go. But if nothing else, it's kind of late anyways. We weren't sure how many parents were gonna take us up on it anyway. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Eight o'clock is the start time. Ten thirty is the you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here time. And <laughs> I think that's going to be it. Yeah. See you Friday night, everybody. Yes. Or everyone. on Sunday for part two of about that uh, live in person at nine or ten o'clock, or on the live stream at ten o'clock sharp. Have Amazing. a great week, guys. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>